30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. On this Saturday morning, you are tuned into Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for 30 years. We're going to take a little sidestep off of normal. I mean, December is usually handyman and gift ideas, uh, getting ready and preparing for entertainment of guests coming in. But that entertainment of guests coming in is one of the reasons we've actually brought in uh, a guest to talk today, because oftentimes what we end up seeing is relatives that come visit family in Arizona uh, suddenly become interested buyers into the market. And it, they all say the same thing. You know, I, I, I finally get why people have moved to Arizona. There's a lot of real estate and investment uh, articles in the news right now. There was an article this week about uh, people ending up in bad homes and how many of these flipped homes they think are in the Phoenix area. And so we just like, you know what? We just a, a good time to bring in Clutch Realty Group talk yeah. about real estate market. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's always fun to be here with you guys, and uh, so thankful for the service you provide to all of us. And yeah, it's it's an interesting time in the real estate market. We've seen just market wise, things have been the same for years. Like we've kind of had the same story, which is it's a seller's market, prices going up, but we're really starting to see some changes in that market. Interest rates are changing. Uh, it's been a really strong economy, but now we're seeing the Dow do some fluctuations and different things. So I'm getting a lot more questions about the market and finally have like a little more interesting uh, information about what's going on with the market and uh, what might be some strategies for people who are in different phases of thinking about buying or selling a house. All right. Well, let's start from the buyer standpoint, because here at Rosie on the House, it's about home ownership. So let's get into a home. Yeah. See, like I said, we've had for years a uh, pretty strong seller's market. Sometimes buyers are fighting over houses, multiple offers. Uh, it was not uncommon at all for us at the Clutch Group to bring buyers who are up against five, six, seven other offers, uh, especially in lower price point homes. That is not the case near as much anymore. The market is really slowing down. What that doesn't mean in most scenarios is that prices are going down. It just means that it's not quite as hot as it was. Uh, we might be up against one other offer, maybe two, or more commonly now we would be the only offer. Houses are still selling in about 50 or 60 days, which is fast. Still a seller's market, but it's not the 40 days we were seeing not too long ago. So it's an environment where buyers can be a little more picky. They can be a little more choosy. They get not facing as much competition uh, against all these other buyers who are fighting for houses. And sustainability. You know, yeah. there's only so long a fast frenzy yes, can last. Yes, totally. And you know, we all saw what happened the last time. The frenzy got yeah, this so is ridiculous. Like great just... news. Yeah. No, totally. You get to a point where. And we felt this way, like, okay, something's got to change. Like, <laughs> this cannot, because we've got burned by it, you know, a decade ago. <laughs> and you start to realize, oh, that's not a sustainable situation where house prices are going up, up, up 10% a year forever. That's not going to continue. And so now we're seeing not a, not at all a bubble burst, but certainly a, a course adjustment that is super healthy. Interest rates are going up for buyers. So, the same house this year is going to cost you more than it would have last year, not just because the houses are actually more expensive, but because interest rates are higher. And that should cause buyers to be a little less like, excited about buying houses. And that's what's happening, which is good. That's a normal thing. It's a normal uh, market shift. So this is a good thing. But it should inform, to some degree, the decisions buyers and sellers are making as far as if they're trying to time their purchase or their, or their sale. Uh, this market shift is an important one to pay attention to, I think. And then for the seller standpoint, uh, when we're talking about trying to maximize uh, you know, the 
what we make on this investment yeah. we've had, is this a good time to sell and make a profit? Yeah. So it it depends. In general, my my answer for most people is always let life dictate your decisions. Like what what makes the most? Do you want to buy a house? Like you know what is your life saying right now? Uh, but I will give you an example. So my wife and I had two rental properties that we liked, and we we bought them really well and had some good equity in them, and I liked having them fine, but I wasn't. You know, in love with these houses, and we started to see the market soften, and so we decided to sell. And part of the reasons we decided to sell was just to, you know, we're on this kind of mission to pay off some of our debt and just to have a little freer, easier life. And so we went, great, we made some money on these houses. It's it's the Vegas thing, right? It's like take some <laughs> chips off the table. Like no one quits while they're ahead in Vegas. That's how they build the, the casinos, right? It's like, hey, I'm winning, great, and you keep playing. You think you're always going to win, but that's not how most of life works, right? And so. We didn't have any great reason to keep these houses, and we had some reasonably good reasons to sell them. And so we sold them, and I'm really glad we did. We did very well on them, and I don't think the next couple of years the the price would have been a whole lot higher than than what we got today. So and there's two homes that now have you know, families living yeah, in it that, that are building their to, equity. Yeah, people who are super excited to buy those houses. They got nice deals on them. We took good care of them. So. Uh, you know, it, I, that's a good example, I think, of the kind of person who probably should be paying attention to this market shift, and the market shift may actually have a bearing on their decision. Is if you've been holding a, some rentals or a rental that you don't necessarily love and need to keep, this would be, I think, a good time to really consider selling that kind of property. Uh, somebody who maybe wouldn't sell now is somebody who was thinking about moving up to a bigger, better house, but has like a great interest rate and they're pretty happy with their house. You know they have a three and a half percent interest rate, and they're looking around, going, "I can't really buy what I want for the money I want." You know that person may be in a bad idea just to wait because you're happy with what you have, and you got in when the getting was good. So maybe just ride that out a little while. You know, enjoy the house. Now I listen to a lot of radio, and I've been hearing a lot of different types of you know buy. We'll buy your home for cash. We'll buy your home from cash. Oh yeah. And, you know companies I've never heard of, and then you know you after a week of. You, you've heard the name 50 times because yeah. they're spending a ton of money. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've always been leery. I mean, are, are these legitimate? Yeah, it's an interesting time. Uh, I, right now we're seeing in the real estate industry lots of people stepping up with lots of startup money and big ideas on how to change the game. Real estate's been done very in a similar fashion for like decades. And there's people who are having these new models of maybe we're just going to buy the houses instead of list them, and they very quickly turn them around and sell them. These aren't trips. These are... Very quick. I think it's none of them that I'm aware of are really shady or doing anything in particular that's wrong. What I would always encourage people to do is to get some good professional advice from a realtor about those offers, right? Like if you're going to get a cash offer, go talk with your favorite real estate agent at the Glutch Group. We'd be, of course, happy to help you and see. Could they get you more? Uh, you know, there are some advantages to selling to a cash buyer as is like that. Uh, and then there's some people who could get a lot more money with a marginal sale. So it really is case by case. But in general, I love it. I love the innovation. I love that things are changing and that there are new players coming to the game to go, hey, let's provide a solution that didn't even exist 10 years ago at scale. I mean, there was always people buying cash houses, but not like hundreds of them a month, which is what we're seeing now. So it's a unique time in the market. But what we at the Glutch Group really try to do is help represent people and figure out, are those cash buyers a great fit for you? Or is what we do a great fit for you? Or is there some maybe third option that's even better? Uh, I think it's helpful to have a professional who does this every day, all day, give you some good advice on what the best route is. Obviously, till the appraisal comes in, you really don't know what you know your home could be listed for. Yeah. I, yeah. My experience is they are very... Uh, Optimistic, yeah. You know, what what, what yeah. their price is and what the uh, appraisal comes back on could be 10, yeah. 15, 20 percent higher than right, right. real we time. We have this great slide <laughs> in our like one of our little presentations that shows how much the guy who owns Zillow 
what his house was, <laughs> Zillow said it was worth versus what he sold it for. And uh, the numbers aren't the same, I'll just say that. And Zillow is, is uh, it's a helpful little tool, for sure. I, I think it's a helpful it is, starting place. Mentally but, uh, subtract 20%. Yeah, you need, you need someone who's uh, got some skin in the game to really look at that. And we can, you know, appraisals are a valuable part of the process, but uh, a really good realtor who sells a lot of houses and knows a neighborhood well can tell you pretty dang close to what the house is going to sell for. Unless it's a very unusual house. We, we're pretty close when we tell you hey it's going to sell for this we're you know typically we're within two or three percent it's good i think it's i think it's good to have these automated tools it's powerful much better off than we were to, the information is so much more available than it used to be uh but there's just no substitute for someone who sells hundreds of houses a year i mean you you get a lot of chances at bat and you learn a lot of lessons along the way as a professional and uh and it's free like for us to go, come and tell you what your house is worth cost you nothing i mean there's no obligation or cost for that and that's going to be true with most real estate agents in town they're happy to take a look at your place for you and give you a real estimate on what it would sell for now, I'm going to be very critical of one industry sure. uh, as it relates to housing, which is extremely hypocritical because I can never be uh, <laughs> a, a house flipper. Yeah. I can't do something cheap. Yeah, yeah, and right, to right. make a profit and flip it and make, you know, you've got to be able to sacrifice and cut in somewhere. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, yeah, and cheap right. doesn't necessarily always mean that it, it's not a, a finished surface or a paint job that's not going to last a handful of years, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but there was an article this week in the Republic just about how many bad flipped homes are out there, and they estimate yeah. ten thousand flipped homes in just the Phoenix metro area. Mm, yeah. Now yeah. they weren't saying all ten thousand were bad, but that industry is hugely subject to uh, a lot of cut corners. Yeah, no, it's true, and you you really you see people who there's a percentage of people who are flipping homes or who are just developers, like tearing down houses, building new ones. Who are fantastic. Uh, they really do a good job, and it's a shame that the people who aren't good at it, or who are even it's sometimes deceptive, really give it a bad name. Uh, but it, I would say, in general, you really do want to pay pretty close attention to a flipped house uh, when you're looking at buying one. It could be a great win. You know, you're provide these flippers are providing a. a well done house that is beautiful and people enjoy. And even though I could certainly do it myself and I've really enjoyed those houses and then I've seen it go really bad. So the key on those deals and what that particular article was talking about is doing a really thorough job when you purchase the house of getting good inspections. And this, this goes typically beyond a, a home inspection. This is uh, really digging in and going, what kind of house am I dealing with here? And what would be the appropriate inspections beyond your normal home inspection to make sure you're not buying something that you're going to get surprised by down the road. And in this case, it was the sewer line. That's yeah. not generally scoped by no. a home inspector. That's an additional yeah. cost. And they moved in a couple weeks later, they found out the sewer lines were completely rotted out. And that's that's not a cheap replacement. No, no. And it's not something a home inspector typically is going to look at. So again, you lean on experience. This is something that an experienced real estate professional can help you with. But uh, an older house is going to want a sewer inspection to make sure that exact thing doesn't happen. You know? What other big specialty uh, inspections do you yeah. like to get? So for us, we always look at the roof, air conditioner, and the sewer. If any of those give us any reason to wonder, then we will hire a specific professional to actually come out and bid what would it cost to replace, fix that item. That way we know exactly what the buyer's buying, and there's no surprises. We're talking real estate with uh, John Glutch of the Glutch Group, our Rosie on the House certified realtor for the Maricopa County area. Just giving an update on the current market. We're going to have a lot of visitors in town. That's going to lead to a lot of interested uh, snow, additional snowbirds to our state of Arizona. And if you're considering uh, selling your home or you know, changing neighborhoods or uh, up 
sizing as your family is growing, this could be a great opportunity to uh, you know attract some of those potential buyers that are going to be in town visiting family and friends. It's Rosie on the house with you every Saturday morning. Welcome back to Rosie on the House, joined live in studio by John Glutch of the Glutch Realty Group, talking about the current real estate market. And this isn't practical for everybody, yep. but the ultimate goal in home ownership that we try and put in everyone's mind is live and operate in your home as if you were putting it on the market tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that's one, you know, when we think about the real estate kind of stages of life people are at, some people are considering buying or selling uh, you know, some people are for sure going to buy or sell, and then there's some who they have no intention of leaving their house. They're they're happy there. And my wife and I just figured out early on because we go on lots of listing appointments where we'll show up at someone's house, and one of the services we offer complimentary is we'll stage their house. We help it look awesome. We're moving furniture around, and sometimes renting furniture, doing different things, telling them, you know, different advice to get their house looking sharp. And almost inevitably, people will say. Man, I wish I had done this like when I moved in the house. Like this is way better than it was a week ago. And some of that stuff just isn't that complicated to do. And so my wife and I just went, "All right, we're going to do that with whatever house we live in. We're going to make it how we would want it to be if we were selling it because then we get to enjoy it, you know." And so that's the advice I always give people when they buy their house, if they're thinking about doing a little remodel, updating things here and there, you know, if you've got the cash to do it, go for it. And certainly with uh getting some good advice from maybe even a, just a friend who understands what looks good where on where to put your furniture. Some of this stuff is just super simple and just not having a cluttered house. You know, and we've got these little checklists that we'd be happy to send people, anybody who wanted one. If you go to glutchgroup.com and contact us, it's G L U C H G R O U It's just glutch, group.com. And send us a contact form. We'll send you. We've got that checklist. And it's just simple stuff to get your house ready to sell. And there's a book too. This is kind of off topic, but it's called The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And that's a really good book. And it is funny how much it changes your life to have a clean house. And this book does a has an interesting way of looking at that. So I would recommend that book too. That book title one more time? I think it's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Nice. But if you just Google like tidying up book, you'll find it. You'll find yeah. it. And you had also another tool you put there, the different stages. What are yeah. all the three different stages? Yeah. So people who are you know not considering selling yet, I would suggest like what I just explained. I think that's a good way to kind of- The magic of tidying up. Yeah. Just get- <laughs> get that magic going, you know? And uh, the other two people are people who know they're going to sell. And if you know you're going to sell, here's the advice I would give in general for that. And I just sold two houses, so I know this to be true. It takes longer than you think. So to like get it ready and then list it and get the buyer and get the cash, that process takes some time. Uh, We always tell people this is not an event. This is a process. Buying a house isn't a process. It just takes time. So if you know you're going to buy or sell a house, get started sooner than you think you should in connecting with a real estate agent because uh, there's no cost to do that. There's no obligation. And it just gets the wheels going on. Now you get a better idea of what your house is worth, what you need to do, what you not need to do to get top dollar for your house. Or if you're buying what you can get for the money, uh, you can take a look at interest rates and see all that stuff. So that would be my advice for someone who knows for sure they're going to do something. So that would be kind of one of the stages is start sooner than you think you need to. And then for people who are considering buying or selling in this particular market, let life dictate your decision more than the market. So what what are the operating forces outside of your life? Are you looking to pay off some debt? Are you changing, you know, looking to get a job change? Is, uh, do you love your house? Do you not love your house? Do you really? All those are probably Baby bigger factors. Baby number four is on the way and yeah, this is a two-bedroom <laughs> house. <laughs> exactly. Those are bigger issues. Mar- timing markets is very difficult to do. Um, but in general, if you're considering buying or selling, I would say 
in a year, houses will probably cost you more than they do today. That's most of Phoenix. It's not if you're a buyer waiting to buy, it doesn't make sense to do that just for prices. Uh, and if you're a seller who's kind of waiting to sell, the likelihood is your house will sell for more in a year than it will today. But if you're buying, that's going to cost you more too. So uh, I wouldn't be too wrapped up in the market timing. I would let your life circumstances dictate what to do or what not to do in that case. And even if it costs you more because of interest rates going up, couldn't you just refinance uh, when they go back yeah, down? Yeah, certainly. I mean, in I always tell people, don't wait to buy because of interest rates for that very reason, right? Like, if you go, I mean, interest rates are high, I'm not going to buy a house. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if they're either going to go up, in which case you're better off, or they're going to go down, in which case you can refinance, right? So high interest rates is almost never a good reason not to buy a house. It may be a good reason to buy a smaller house to go, okay, I'm going to live within my means. I mean, And within your means, everyone seems to have a different idea on how yeah. much, at what percent your mortgage payment uh, should be as it relates to your mm-hmm. monthly take-home. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard 40%, I've heard 30%, a little out of my comfort zone. I yeah. like to be a lot smaller than that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. And I think you know, most underwriters, meaning banks, or the people at banks who tell you how much you're allowed to borrow, are going to let you borrow you know, darn near half of your income Ooh. For payments, you know, and of various kinds. So depending on what other debt you have, and that's if you probably plan the lie. On being single <laughs> your whole life, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fine. No kids, no no problems. That'll be a great way to live. <laughs> but yeah, I'm typically more conservative. I'm kind of like the Dave Ramsey approach. You know, like let's buy a little less house, have some more margin. I don't want to be house poor. You know, I want to make sure I've got it, plenty of margin to to pay my bills. So I'm with you. Uh, and and those bills rack up. There's so many things in life that that just that they come out of nowhere, and that's why we always try and instill the mindset to our listeners. Be ready to sell your home on a moment's notice because if something does happen and you are forced to sell your home, if you've let all these things go, if you weren't taking care of updating it, yeah. you know, you, you're going to be giving up a lot of the equity that yeah. otherwise would have been in your home because you're selling a, a less than standard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, No, it really hurts property. you. I mean, there's no question. Buyers are very skeptical. They start to dig around. They find all these problems. Then they wonder what other problems exist. So we always do like a pre-inspection when we list our houses and try to repair those things. We don't want people, the buyers, to get surprised by these expenses. And again, uh, that website again, no T. Glutchgroup.com. Yeah, G-L-U-C-H. G-L-U-C-H.com. Yep. If you're just joining us, we're talking real estate with John Glutch of Glutch Realty Group. It's glutchgroup.com. And we kind of wrapped up, I thought, there. And then one more thing uh, during the break, so we're going to hold you over. Is, sure. Is rental homes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My cousin's Thanksgiving is when my out-of-town family comes in. We have a big gathering. And it always used to be the same thing. All right, these three people are going to stay with this relative. These two right, are staying right. with this one. And yeah. everyone's you know spread out. Well, they rented... Uh, I mean, this is a big family. This is mom, dad, five kids, plus the grandkids. I'd have to sit here and count. Yeah, yeah. They found a home big enough to house them all and split between, you know, six yeah, it's families. it's like $4 a piece. Yeah. You know, once you divide it by the uh, 85 people staying there. Yeah, yeah. Does that homeowner make any money on Yeah, that? this is great. So my uh, wife and I recently purchased a home and tore it down, actually built a brand new house over in Old Town Scottsdale because uh, we wanted to have a house to... Um, rent out on uh, Airbnb was just one of the websites or VRBO uh, basically as a short-term rental house. And this is a, 
interesting new world that exists, and it's become very popular among consumers for the reason you just said. It's actually much cheaper in many cases than staying in a hotel, and you get all the amenities of a nice house. And because of the the fact that you can actually make good money doing this, now there are real pros doing it. Stuff like we did, where we literally built this house to be a vacation rental, like heated pool. The outdoor patio is enormous with a big sliding door and a, you know heaters outside, so you could in, indoor outdoor. We got misters around the whole thing, so it's kind of all weather all year. And it's stuff we wouldn't have done for a house to, to live in, you know, these, these little extra niceties. But for a vacation rental, it makes a lot of sense, and so. Yeah, there, there's a lot of money in this. It's a great business, and Arizona is a great place to do it because our governor has been very pro uh, short-term rentals in terms of all the laws that are passed. There's no legislation at all that keeps you from doing this. Uh, some HOAs will prevent it, but for the most part, you're free to uh, do this, and it's very high-class uh, professional operators that are out there making these great rentals and renting them to people who respect the neighborhood, and there's good money to be had in it. Absolutely. It's been a great uh, boon for investors. So if I'm looking to invest and expand my, you know, portfolio, you said earlier take we we had to take some chips off the table. What yes. if I'm looking to put a few chips on? Is, yeah, this how, is how does it work? So I buy a home and Airbnb, then I list it on there and they get a cut for booking exactly. it, but they keep it booked and. Yeah, so you're you're effectively getting more money for the rental. So you're going to rent the house out, but you're going to rent it to people for the weekend or the week or the month. And the, those platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, will take a cut of that. And, but they provide a great service in connecting you with the people who want a vacation here in uh, wonderful Phoenix. And uh, then you manage it. So you're kind of running the website on the back end, and you know you need to get the house cleaned and all that stuff. And you can hire professional managers to do that. We have some people we recommend to do that. Or you can manage it yourself. And it's a little bit of work, time, and energy, but in the in this is kind of our world we live in, right? Where people are now Ubering, driving Uber cars on the side, or they're uh, doing you know uh, web design stuff on the side. Everyone's got like a side hustle, right? This is not a bad one to have if you've got someone in your home who's willing to do the management. Uh, there's really good money in this, so you're you're talking anywhere between two and three times the rental income short term that you would get on a long term rental. And you can also buy houses in nicer parts of Phoenix that that really the nicer homes tend to do really well here. So yeah, you're listing it online and then you're kind of managing the process similar to what a hotel operator would do, but at a much smaller scale of getting people in and out of your house, taking good care of it. And we've had really good luck with it. Very good people who rent our places. And I would imagine location is pretty critical in, in yeah. this because I yeah. where I live in Whitman, I I'm I don't know that even Airbnb or VRBO <laughs> could fill it two or three times yeah. a year. Yeah, and you'd be surprised. Some <laughs> some areas like it's like, oh, I didn't know it would work there. But you're right. There's certain you know we're in Old Town Scottsdale for a reason. Everyone's going there for spring training and for you know all the great uh, bars and restaurants there. You can walk to those from our place. And and we developed a tool at the Glutch Group called the the Zip Code Maximizer. And if you go to zipcodemaximizer.com, that'll lead you to the page. And we kind of proprietarily developed the software to analyze all kind of different factors what your goals are and what your how much money you have to put into a property and it'll kind of spit out the top 5 zip codes for your particular needs and yes generally speaking those are going to be in the more touristy parts of town now you're going to have more competition there so that's where Whitman might work is if nobody's got a house out there but you that might work and so we're factoring that in too like how many other Airbnbs are already in the area what's your competition look like and yeah there's some sophistication behind this that will definitely help you be more successful as you're looking to target a specific area of town to do this in and again this is really a huge win I would say for someone who doesn't mind managing it themselves you can hire managers but that does suck some of the profit out of this. If you don't mind having spend a little time and energy on this, there's real money to be made in this world for sure. 
And, you know, like you said, competition. I just looked. The two closest ones are both one's north, one's south, and they're both 12-plus miles from there our house. There you go. Yeah. So if someone, for whatever reason, and you'd be surprised. It's always struck me as odd as you're driving down the freeway and you see, like, this little string of hotels, three, four hotels, what seems like in the middle of nowhere or in a weird part of town. And I don't quite know how that works, but I know that there are it's not as intuitive as we think it is that only people only want to go to like the touristy parts of town. There are people who just need to be in Whitman. Like there's no doubt about it. So you might be surprised and there's ways to test it, right? Like you could test it on your own place and just go, Hey, uh, we could rent out our place and go on a vacation for a week. If there was someone who's looking to take our spot. And we did a bunch of blog posts about this at the glitch group where how do you test this uh, without spending a bunch of money? Could you test it out on your own house? And you know, you, you market your house on Airbnb, the, the one you live in. Right. And, then if someone wants to rent it for a week, great, go on vacation. If you've got the flexibility to do that, now you've just collected you know, a few thousand dollars maybe to rent out your place, and that will supplement the vacation you're about to go on to wherever you end up going. So. And that brought a whole new perspective because I do have a couple neighbors that go north. They take their horses and they go yeah. to their ranch in Oregon or Montana. Or, you know, There's a lot of people in this area that go north, yeah. and these homes are vacant in the summer. We could do that. You were talking about that side hustle. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Get those listed, rent them out while they're gone, and do yep. the maintenance and cleaning on them. Totally. Between yeah. each. Airbnb is good at this. They have a screening process. They're very vested in you as an owner having a good experience. So it can't just be people have to submit government-issued IDs. They need properties. They, they're yeah, motivated They don't to want make us sure. as the landlords to have really bad, or really for the renters, too. So there's internal views and all kind of different things that help make sure quality control is, is up there. There is some... Of course, element of risk you just have to be realistic about. But in general, um, we've found it to be a, a relatively simple process. It's a, it can be a lot of work, if especially if you're full time. If you're doing this like, <laughs> like we are, where you're really renting it out a bunch, that takes some time and energy. But uh, it can be really lucrative. For the returns, to give you a comparison, uh, a typical rental right now in Arizona, if you finance it, it's going to have a three or four or five percent cash on cash return. If you're investment terms, and a vacation rental is going to be closer to twelve to fifteen, so much higher. And then You've got the additional aspect that you own this house that you can sell down the road probably for more money than you paid for it today. So it's not a bad little deal. Again, if you don't mind putting in the time, if you want a hands-free investment, this is probably not for you. But if you don't mind a little bit of energy and time, it's it's been great for us. And again, that website is zipcodemaximizer.com. That gives you kind of the tool to plug in and see you know where it might be a good spot for you. And the payoff could be you know when your equity... You know, cashing out on mm-hmm. a huge big equity, sell that, and then get into the home or the neighborhood that you wanted to, yeah, or uh, that your life dictated. You know, it's time to upsize. Yep, absolutely. Uh, whatever the case may be. Yeah, interesting. A lot of interesting ways to, to, a little. to. Yeah, a lot of interesting ways to look at this, and and all the way from someone just renting out one of the extra rooms at their house while they stay there. People do that. That's probably not for me, but I know a lot of people. Nah, do it's that. not for me. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's kind of that all the way to what we're doing, which is more. Uh, from a professional standpoint of going, this is a business from the get-go. This is a small business we've started. It's glutchgroup.com and then zip code maximizer.com. Yep, yep. And that's the one that'll get you kind of explain how that process works if you're looking to actually buy one of these. Yeah. So if you'd like to join the conversation, it's one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text is four one one nine two three during the broadcast only, or email anytime info at rosieonthehouse.com. A lot of the questions we take are project driven, and you may need to snap a picture to help explain what it is you're trying to accomplish, or tool, material identification, whatever it may be. You can send images, videos to info at rosieonthehouse.com.
And if you're looking for a realtor in the Tucson market, we've got Joel Kahn of Tierra Antigua Realty. You just click on Certified Partner. When you get to rosieonthehouse.com, find a certified partner, put in your zip code or city, select real estate or any topic you're looking for, and the uh, results geolocated will show up. We're actually going to talk a little bit about the review process. There was a story this week, but I've got to give away these tickets. Uh, I was supposed to give away Coyotes tickets in the second break, and I completely blew past it. This is for... Uh, it doesn't even say who they're playing. It looks like a Spartan hat with a V. Vancouver would be my first thought. Uh, who are we uh, talking about here? The Coyotes. Oh, the Coyotes. A Spartan logo with a V. Yeah, probably Vancouver. I think Vancouver, yeah. Uh, this is December 30th. Uh, the puck drops at 6 p.m. So the trivia question, it's a fill-in-the-blank question. It's from the February calendar at Rosie on the House. But if you've heard this program or any of Rosie's Blue Spot, Blue Sky Pest Control commercials, you can fill this one in pretty easy. Fill-in-the-blank. Rosie says... There are two types of home in Arizona, those with blank and those without blank. The same word applies. Fill it in. Uh, so back to reviews on ABC this week. Somebody sent me a link to show me. And this is exactly why we use the Guild Quality, because the online reviews, I they're so easily manipulated. Gary's put together a few clips here uh, of the story that we'll play. And uh, whenever you've got it queued up. Only on ABC 15, a major investigation by the Let Joe Know team. Yeah, you're trying to find a new restaurant, maybe hiring a contractor. The more online reviews with more stars, the better, right? Well, not always. Tonight, a local business, dozens of questionable reviews, and a system some warn can be easily manipulated. We asked Mike Blumenthal to take a look. He's with GatherUp.com, which helps businesses use reviews to gain customers ethically. It's very odd. Mike says dozens of A1 reviewers seem suspect, and some of the other garage door businesses they reviewed just can't be found. Like Spartan Garage in Phoenix, a Google search shows them on Camelback. At this address, there's just a realty business. And they reviewed Alpha One Garage Door. Google shows it at this Scottsdale address. There's no garage service here. This is a senior living facility. Google won't say why they removed the reviews and we don't know who posted them. They directed us to their general policies showing prohibited and restricted content. And that's exactly why we use the Guild Quality. It's a third party customer survey and review. They, they really try and brand away from the review type of thing, but survey type of thing. And you can't just get online, type in whatever you want to say about whoever, and hit submit. You have to then verify. The Guild Quality says, okay, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gary D., what's your yes. address? And what was the name of the contractor? Well, then they verify with the contractor that this work was done for your home so that you absolutely know this is a real review. This is a real homeowner. This is a real contractor. They really did it. What did they say in that story? They, they went to the addresses that Google had listed, and these companies didn't even exist. There was, there was no company there at all. <laughs> it was a senior living facility. And who did that? Who's Joe? I, I really don't watch TV. Um, Joe Ducey is the investigative reporter at ABC 15. Okay. Mm -hmm. That partners with KTAR. And at the end of that... A newscast they said they'll be following the story and they'll have a follow-up i've got to figure out how to get those follow-ups to keep up with the story and and the resolution on it but uh that 
again, we we use a third party for all of our certified partners as part of the screening process. And it's a new f- or feature to Rosie on the House on the grand scheme of things. We've been using it about four years, but this is our 30th year, so a relatively new element. And they're all still five-star. Every new customer that comes in has to become a member. Uh, We've got a grace period for our old partners to get grandfathered in. We don't like to dictate business or tell them how to operate ours, but that is part of our policy going forward. We've got a time period where all of our members will have to become Guild Quality. And that way, it helps keep up with quality control on a new level. Once we've verified that they're great and they're quality control driven— we put and they become a partner of the network. This now lets us monitor them on a more frequent basis uh, as we grow and expand to have a certified partner uh, for every trade throughout the entire state of Arizona. Here at Rosie on the House. Well, I guess that was easy because everybody got the trivia question right. It was termites. Two types of homes in Arizona, those with termites and those without termites. So during Top of the Hour News, we'll sort through uh, all the textures and find somebody that hasn't won within the last 12 months, and we'll send you to the Coyotes game. Tom uh, was our winner from last hour, the Sun uh, ASU basketball tickets. Tom from Chandler, Rosie's high school was Chaparral. And next hour, we have Suns tickets. Generally, we only have one set a week, but we've got a busy week and have uh, tickets to give away every hour. We, ha- we have a technical question about the answer. I believe the answer is those that have them and those that are going to get them. No, that's the question. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, oh wait. The answer is termites. It was a fill in the blank. Wait, hold on. Now try, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, that was the question. It was just stated funny. That's okay. We got it. They got the answers. They knew what you meant. Termites. I've been listening to Rosie a long time. Yeah. Those tickets are provided by our flagship station, KTAR, our sister stations, a sports station, and give us a bundle to give away to our listeners. Uh, Suns, Coyotes, we get baseball tickets, uh, ASU tickets. And Vincent from Tucson wrote in. He won last month and said, thank you. I took my father-in-law, and we had a great time. So we appreciate you all tuning in. Just a little lanyap uh, given back to you, the listener, for and spending your Saturday's mornings with us and inviting us into your home. We This is the open line hour, one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you. We'll also do open lines next hour in the 10 o'clock hour. Generally speaking, we have uh, one specific topic, and we're talking tools all month long in our 10 o'clock hour. But there's only so much tools you can talk about. The hammers, we that was actually a pretty interesting one. We found a lot of great content for the hammers, but there just hasn't been uh, a lot of riveting content about oh, pliers. I, see where you, I get it. <laughs> riveting hammer. <laughs> now, you know, one of the things doing the research on that was finding that Hammer Museum in Alaska, which unfortunately will be closed to eight, uh, until May because it's, what, 32, 33 below at this time of Ten year. Ten feet so. under snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have a follow-up with them when they open back up. And uh, this week is the Arizona or this month's January's edition of the Arizona Highways. The, our outdoor living hour is 7 o'clock, where we generally talk about these things. But I just have to give a plug out for Arizona Highways. They have a, a fabulous January edition. If you're not a subscriber, grab it off the newsstand. It's a retro edition, all pictures of Arizona from the 50s. And it is 
It is a lot of fun to flip through the pictures. Listen to this. On page 33, water skiers traverse Canyon Lake northeast of Phoenix. Oh, neat. And northern. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, no, oh, wait. The, the, the latitude would put it about Northern Avenue would go right through uh, Canyon Lake. So that, that tells you just how far. You know, Phoenix was probably stopped at Indian School by that point, mm-hmm. or maybe not even that far north. So it just it really puts you into a different time of the state and the pictures there. It, it, I wasn't alive during this state, and I get a, a little bit of nostalgia looking at it. Yeah, if you go around Old Town in, in uh, Scottsdale and you go into some of the stores, they usually have pictures, that uh, black and white photos that date back to the 50s. Uh, I know, uh, I can tell you, Paul's Hardware in South Scottsdale has a beautiful aerial shot of Camelback Mountain. And at the base, eh, there's not much there. <laughs> It's just open desert. Are they still on the corner of Thomas? Uh, I haven't been in that they're area close in to, years. They're close to McDowell and Scottsdale oh. Road now. Yeah, I frequent there. Yeah. Did you see KTAR even made the, the the magazine? It's being one of the pioneer radio stations, KOI and KTAR, all the way back to... KTAR was 1922, I think. 19, yeah, mm-hmm. and TAR stands for... Let's see if Romy remembers. The Arizona Republic. There you go, yeah. And KOI, a very influential AM station at one time. So just a, a great Arizona history. That's one of the things we like to cover in our 7 o'clock hour. Next month in January going forward, we're going to actually, Yuma's going to be a spotlight of the broadcast for a number of reasons. Our staycation winner will be going to Yuma. If you've never, if you've ever driven to L.A., uh, you've driven through Yuma, If or would that be, no, San Diego. If you're going to San Diego, yeah, San you Diego. would go through Yuma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sand dunes too. Right and if there. all you've done is pulled off, hit the gas station, uh, and a, a McDonald's, it's, it's like Casa Grande. I mean, you miss a really neat town. Uh, so our staycation winner will be going there. Seven o'clock hour, we'll have interviews with uh, people from around Yuma, the Chamber of Commerce, Mayor, stuff like that. But the Farm Bureau, first Saturday of every month, uh, that Yuma is the the county, that area, and the Kofa that. Agfield is the largest producing uh, producer of lettuce in the entire country. So our farm fresh topic will be lettuce, and we'll have some Yuma lettuce farmers in. But also the water. The Colorado River runs through there, and we're working on a water topic. I I feel like Mel Gibson from that movie where he's cutting and clipping all the newspaper articles and linking all these unrelated stories with a, a the amount of water from I've got articles this week from the Republic from Farm Bureau the Pinal County Water Wars from USA Today so we're we're Rosie's been covering water and it's time to put together the next water topic so we'll have that ready for for January here at Rosie on the house